Hi there, and welcome to the Kingdom Sexuality Podcast. We're Paris and Alana, friends who have a heart for intimacy and long to uncover God's truth and design for sexual freedom within marriage. Welcome here. This is Paris and Alana. And we are here to give you our take on us coming into marriage and our views on sex, but looking at it from our biggest hurdles. Yeah, because a lot of people think that they're the only ones that are struggling with things. Mm-hmm. And there's so much loneliness in that, I find. So anyways, this is just, yes. we want to make this relatable. This is us. This is our story. So we can share our hearts and you guys actually get to know the people behind Kingdom Sexuality. Because Alana and I have talked pretty heart to heart about a lot of these things. And the last thing we want you guys to think is that we've got it all together. Because yeah. <laughs> we definitely don't. No. We are on this journey and we want to do it with you because I love... I love how the Bible describes community and that we're made for relationship and fellowship. And why would you exclude sex from that? Absolutely. So that's, that's definitely our hearts here. Yeah. And I feel like there's even so much freedom in opening up to trusted friends and a trusted community, like honorably. I think that's really powerful too. I think so too. I I'm loving it. I'm loving it. I Mm -hmm. hope you guys are loving it. So what we're going to do is I'm going to go ahead and share with you guys a little bit of my backstory here, me and Neil, my husband, and what's been a big hurdle that we've worked through together. Um, Alana is going to punch in with any questions she has at any time. So we're just going to take from the top here. So Neil and I have been married for seven years now, just crazy. Um, <laughs> and it's been amazing. Like I love marriage. I love love. I'm, I'm a really passionate person and this has just been such a beautiful life, but within that beauty has been an extreme amount of pain in an extreme amount of working through trauma and mm-hmm. mindset and a lot of just heart issues together. So when Neil and I got married, I was 18, he was 20, and we each came to our marriage bed as virgins. That was something we promised to God and each other and saw as crucially important for each of us in our walks of life. So we legit do zilch, (laughs) like seriously, (laughs) seriously. And Neil came from a very sheltered family. Um, so he was never given a sex talk. Like he didn't know a lot. And while I grew up in a family where we talked about it openly, I had deep questions or, you know, more technical questions that I just felt shameful to ask. Mm -hmm. And looking back, you know, of course now I'm like, how sad is that? Or foolish even on my behalf, but that's where I was at that time in life. And so we kind of just hammered things out literally like through our marriage and through getting to know each other sexually. And that came up with us really struggling towards sexual freedom from a lot of strongholds and misconceptions we obviously had coming into marriage. So we had a lot of healing to do, you guys. We had healing to do emotionally. We had healing to do mentally. We had healing to do spiritually because we came from two very different upbringings and two very different worlds, and that totally affected our marriage bed. It totally, totally did. Um, And with that, we also came into marriage, me personally, with some traumas that I had to work through, and that was hard. We're going to address that more um, intimately in coming podcasts and just talking about sexual traumas, but I definitely Mm -hmm. came in with some. And um, 
as a new married couple, you're just getting to know each other in so many ways. And that kind of ended up adding to the trauma I was already hosting because Neil didn't understand, you know, where I was coming from. And I was too ashamed almost per se to talk about it deeply because I didn't want to hurt him. And I wanted to pretend that everything was fine, which Mm, again, stronghold, right? Stronghold and something that was setting us up not for success. So I wanted to share with you guys something that uh, was really huge for us. And we came across a verse in Joel. And I feel like this is a book that's so untouched by a lot of us. But I want to bring you guys with me through this for a second, because this brought a lot of redemption into our marriage. And Neil and I just ended up really grasping towards hope over and over and over again. We're like, there's got to be a way that we can work through these things. There's got to be a way that we can continue working towards something despite the struggles, despite the emotional pain we're going through. We need to work through tenderness. We need to work through all this stuff. And so in chapter two of Joel, um, I'm going to give you a little backstory here. Joel calls on the people to mourn and repent. In Joel 2.18, it says, then the Lord became jealous for his land and he had pity on his people. God responded to their repentance with mercy, something we're used to seeing throughout the Bible. Um, God is so loving and he's such a merciful God. But then God told them something that can often get very overlooked. And so what he said here was, I will restore to you the years that the swarming locusts have eaten. And that's Joel 2.25. So God promised to not only deliver the people from this plague and the famine that they were in, but to give them all that they should have had during that time because they chose to come back to the Lord. So in the same way, God wants us all to bring our sin, our shame, all of it to him for redemption and restoration because he will undoubtedly turn our past guilt into weapons for his glory. And like this passage from Joel, the time we've lost to shame and darkness will be restored to us. God will restore what was lost. When Neil and I were confronted with that verse, and it was actually my mom that shared it over us, um, that was so pivotal for us. I was like, that's my prayer, God. My prayer, God, is that you'll restore the years lost to us as we've struggled through true intimacy without pain, without past, without Mm. guilt, without shame, all of those things. And that just became such a theme for us. Um, because we were working hard. We were working so hard to cultivate a safe space in the bedroom and to cultivate that tenderness. And it was just really hard because I didn't know how to let go of my past. And so when we were confronted with that first, I was like, oh my gosh, like so much yes to that because God is here to restore. He's in the business of redemption. And (laughs) I can say that so confidently now because God has seen us and God was with us through all of that. And I'm going to leave you with this here. Philippians 1, 6, being confident in this, that he who began a good work in you will see it through to completion. I believe that verse speaks to every area of our lives, sex included. And where we have been to where we are now, God has totally brought that to fruition for us. Hmm. That's so good. Man, thank you so much for sharing that. Thanks. So good. 
And that part in Joel, like Mm -hmm. that's really, really great. How true is that? Restore to you the years the locusts have stolen. Yeah. Like that's super powerful. Yeah. And I feel like so many people can claim that in their marriages and in their sex life. A hundred percent. And you know, that was a verse or a concept or even a passage that I had never really turned my attention to, even if I had heard it or read it before Mm -hmm. until I was like, bang, like that hit the heartstrings when my yeah. mom spoke that over us. I was like, this is, this is it. Like yeah. I am claiming that now over our marriage. And it was, it was a turning point for us mentally and spiritually. No, that's so good. I feel like I claim that too. I'm claiming right? that. Yes, do <laughs> that it. Mine now too. Yes. <laughs> no, that's so good. Okay. So I guess then I'll just jump into my bit. Yes. Uh, all right. So, so something that I would consider maybe a theme or something I've taken away or try to conquer as a married woman Mm -hmm. and like in our marriage together, Jeff and I is probably learning to communicate and be open with each other. Um, So many times I feel like, and I remember going into marriage, people would tell me, Oh, like communication is key. Like make sure you talk to each other about things. And I was like, okay, yeah, like that's great. Mm -hmm. But I feel like I didn't really take it seriously in the sense that, okay, no, that means I actually have to share how I'm feeling not only in the day-to-day stuff, but also in the bedroom. Yes. So I feel like that's often kind of left behind. It's mostly like, okay, so if you're upset about something, make sure you tell them, which is also still can be a struggle. Mm -hmm. And I totally was a struggle for me too, especially as a people-pleasing personality. I have a harder Mm -hmm. time Mm -hmm. being open and honest um, because I don't want to hurt feelings, right? Right. But being open and honest and saying in the bedroom, what feels good, what doesn't, Mm-hmm. Um, what you like, what you don't like is so mm-hmm. important, but I found going into marriage, same, like same as you, as you were telling your bit, I was like, this is totally me. Yeah. We were virgins, had no idea, no idea what we yeah. were doing. Um, and same like Jeff, even though they didn't really talk about it when he was growing up mm-hmm. and I had some conversations with my family, but it definitely wasn't talked about around the kitchen table every day or often enough I found. So yeah, there's definitely a lot of unknowns about it and like, okay, well, I guess we'll just figure this out as we go. So I feel like communication and learning to be open and vulnerable with Jeff in our bedroom has been something that's been really important. So not Mm -hmm. being afraid to hurt your spouse's feeling and be like, oh, actually I didn't love that. Why don't you try this instead? Because he would have no idea that I didn't enjoy it or that I didn't want it that way or something. But I often like, I would have no idea either. This was all fresh and new to me. So I was like, okay, well, I feel like a part of me expected him to know more somehow just Mm because he was the man that Mm -hmm. he would be able to lead us. But at the same time, we were both fresh in this whole experience. So yeah, it was just really interesting trying to navigate that. Mm -hmm. And something I've, I've heard other people talk about, and this is why earlier I mentioned how it's really important talking about trusted friends, like talk, talking mm-hmm. to them, sorry, um, is that hearing friends now being like, okay, well, what do you do if your husband wants sex, but you don't? So yeah. being able to talk about it with your, like your yes. husband and be like, okay, well, what are our expectations? How often do you mm-hmm. want to have sex? Um, mm-hmm. What do we do if you want to, but I don't, or vice versa? Those are really, really important conversations to have. Um, and I found yes. like so much freedom in Jeff and I having those um, because there's naturally expectations. Like yeah. you might already have these preconceived notions in your head that, okay, no, this is totally happening tonight. And they're like, oh, well, no, I wasn't really ready for it. 
So they can be really awkward conversations to have, but they're really, really important. I think that's one of the biggest takeaways that I've had is just being learning to be open and honest and vulnerable. hundred percent. That was super relatable for me too. Like, Oh, good. Seriously. Um, and that's something I can confidently say even now we're totally in that season of life right now where communication is hitting a new level in our marriage. And it's true. Like, like, I love that you said you should be having those conversations about expectations. Like, okay, what do you see this as? What do I see this as? And now Mm -hmm. how can we get on the same level with this? Or even like you said, how is our husband supposed to know what we love or what we dislike if we're not having those conversations? And I know too, like we're all so conscious, I think of how we make our spouse feel, but even more than that, I feel as wives, we are, we are just content to be quiet just yeah. for fear of whatever. So many of us mm-hmm. bring fears into our marriage bed, right? And it's super yeah. important for us to confront those because if we do not, we're letting those fears, um, and those lies just breed negativity and host space in our lives, in our in our marriage bed, in our intimacy, and it shouldn't be there. It totally, totally. shouldn't be there, right? But yeah. it took time. It definitely takes time to get to that understanding with one another and be like, okay, like open the floodgates. Let's have the yeah. conversations. Totally. And I feel like it was only like a couple years ago or like maybe even that, like that Jeff and I really had that conversation and just to yeah. actually sit down, make sure you pick a good time. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, right. A comfortable time where you can actually talk and have the freedom to visit about it openly. Yes. Yeah. It's really, really good. And just to be open and honest afterwards too. be like, yeah, like that was really great. Yes. Make, love making like that yeah. was fantastic. Thank you. Or hmm, maybe let's work on this next time, but not in like a putting them down kind of way, but just in like, that was great. Maybe let's try this next time. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. I know that's something really, really good. We've totally adopted that practice now in our lovemaking because every time we are intimate together and then we'll talk, we'll debrief almost um, after (laughs) and we're like, okay, this was really good. Maybe let's try this. That wasn't so good. Uh, (laughs) Let's go a different (laughs) road next time, you know, and we have this conversation. We talk about how we feel, how we felt. um, And it is you guys, like that's a whole new level of intimacy that I feel like a lot of us miss out on, you know, after sex is those conversations because it really gets the whole emotional level going of intimacy. And I absolutely love that. Like I look forward to those conversations after that's, that's definitely become part of our ritual, you know, in lovemaking that's, that's there now. And I, we didn't have that for, you know, probably until the past year, we really honed in on that. Isn't that crazy? Like seven years in the marriage. Yeah. Yeah, Right. Oh, it's amazing. Like the locusts have stolen those years. Yes. Right. I know. Seriously. (laughs) Back to Joel. (laughs) It's so true. And you know, it just makes me so excited, you know, flipping the switch in your brain to let go of the past and be like, okay, we're here now. We've only learned this just now, but how exciting is our future now with this in I was play? just about to say that. Right? I think seven years from now, you'll be like yes. looking back and be like, wow, it was great then, but it's even better now. Yes. Amazing. 
Yeah. And we're excited for those years and we're excited for you guys listening. Mm -hmm. That's for you too. This is for all of us. We truly believe that God has just set out to make intimacy absolutely incredible within his design for marriage. And I think too, like, like we've mentioned talking to some friends and stuff, I feel like if we start opening up to others in like a trusting, honorable way where you're not putting down your husband or your sex life or your body, things like that. Um, but I feel like that's, that's not happening because somehow we're just, we're feeling like other people are going to judge us. It's like, yes. if I say this, then they're going to think I have a crummy sex life. Right. Please. When really the other person might be like, I've totally dealt with that too. Or that's exactly what I've been wondering, or this is what we did to get through that. Anyway, yes. so I feel like that's a really good place to kind of not start. Cause obviously start with your husband and start with those conversations yeah. with him. Mm-hmm. But also mm-hmm. you can talk to friends as well and be like, Hey, I'm working through this what are your thoughts or how can you, like, can you pray with me about this? Yes. I feel like those are also great things to happen. Yeah, absolutely. And it's just like, that's, that's why we're doing this because I felt alone for like the first three years of my marriage. I was like, Oh my gosh, nobody deals with this. Like, I've never heard of this. I've never read of this. Like what is wrong with me? What am I doing because I'm not growing forward with Neil in our sex life. Like what on earth? Mm. And that was a huge burden to carry. And of course it falls on my shoulders in a way because I wasn't asking questions or reaching out because of fear or shame. Right. Mm-hmm. So oh, it's amazing having a close knit group of godly women surrounding you mm-hmm. and couples because yeah. these conversations, oh my gosh, you learn a lot. Like you learn so much together. Always be humble and gentle. Be patient with each other, making allowances for each other's faults because of your love. I yes. just felt like thinking about that was like, that is so good. It is so good. Being patient with each other, making allowances because of your yes. love. Yes, 100%. Like literally my new theme bedroom verse. <laughs> <laughs> If you guys enjoyed listening, be sure to subscribe to our Kingdom Sexuality family so you can catch all of our new releases. Also, we totally have an Instagram page, so you can go follow us at our handle at Kingdom Sexuality. Our handle will be in the show notes for you guys. And you can also feel free at any time to send us a DM or an email with topic suggestions or questions that you might have. Our hearts are to create a safe, intimate community of godly couples with you guys. 